Hello, everyone, and welcome to our special APM Squared informational webinar. Today, Stephen and I are here to show you how you can join the ranks of the many successful traders who have said that they've been able to exponentially improve their trading results through the lessons within the APM Squared program. But first, let me introduce Stephen. Hello, Stephen. Hello, John. Good to have you here, and I appreciate you talking with me today. So for those of you who may not be familiar with Stephen, he was one of the attendees or students in the live APM Squared program when we had it. And since then, he's become our options strategy specialist, and he's a fantastic coach and mentor. And since he's been through the process, I thought it would be great to have him on today and share the APM Squared experience with you. So let's start, though, by just answering the question, what the heck is APM Squared? And APM Squared is really two programs in one. When I came up with the program, I asked myself a question. I said, I asked, assuming that a trader has a basic knowledge of complex option strategies, what is it that's holding him back? What is it that's going to create the greatest difference in his results and his performance? And the first thing I came up with was trading psychology and mindset. You know, realize that once a person has learned basic technical skills, then after that, once they have the, the basic skills down, the determining factor on whether or not he's actually going to be successful is going to come down to that person's mindset. Because look at what we see when we're observing traders in general. We find many people are apparently looking for some holy grail strategy that's going to win all the time, even though most of them understand at an intellectual level that trading strategies are going to lose from time to time. In other words, there is a disconnect between what they say and what they believe. And it's like they're saying, you know, I'm trading this strategy that I understand loses from time to time, but it has to win this time. Otherwise, I won't get the constant validation that I need in order to make up for my lack of confidence. Therefore, if I follow the plan and I lose, the plan's no good. And if I don't follow the plan and I lose, the plan's still no good, but I'm no good either. Now, the problem with that approach is that you could be trading the best strategy known to mankind, and you'd never know it because you're not allowing it to win. Meaning that learning how to manage your thoughts, your expectations, and your emotional state is the most important factor when it comes to whether or not you're ultimately successful over the long term as a trader. That being the case, I put together a program called Advanced Personal Management, or I began to put it together for the purpose of showing people how to become aware of their thoughts in, in their expectations, as well as their emotional states. We want to make sure we do this because those are the factors that are affecting your trading decisions. And that being the case, we want to show you how to change or manage your emotions in a way that will be beneficial to your trading. And that's what the advanced personal management section is about. The second aspect of the program is what we call advanced position management. Realize that when you look at any set of non-subjective trading rules, you're not looking at a magic black box where all you, where all you have to do, is, do is, uh, is, is use a certain input and the output's always the same. What you're actually looking at is what I call one giant compromise. You're looking at a set of that historically had or should have generated a profit based on what the market has done most often in the past. And when you do that, there should be an understanding that if the market starts to reach the edges of what we call normal, or maybe the bottom of a bell curve, so to speak, 
that the strategy is very likely going to lose. And it would be normal for it to lose. And certainly if the market does something that it's never done before, which happens quite frequently, there's also a good possibility that that rule set, whatever it is, is likely to lose in that situation as well. You know, it's kind of like when you take a look at cars, for example, and, you know, you can buy a nice all-around car. You could buy, say, a four-door Toyota Camry or something like that, and, um, you know, that car is going to be good for most people most of the time. But if you get into a situation where you want to race on a Formula One racetrack with Formula One cars, that Toyota is going to kind of suck, right? It's not going to do very well. You know, also, if we get into a snowstorm and you end up with three feet of snow and the plows don't come out, the Toyota is not going to be going anywhere. Uh, or if you have to get 12 people to a soccer game, Toyota is pretty much useless. So my point being that, you know, your non-subjective market neutral strategy, it's like that four-door Toyota. You know, 80% of the time, it's, it's going to maybe function as the way you wanted it to. But many times, the car is going to be problematic. It's not going to do the job. And that's just part of the game. There is no singular strategy that, or singular car that's going to uh, do well in all cases, no matter what you do, all the time. This being the case, one of the things we can do as a trader, once we become proficient at the basic strategies like the M3, the Rock, the Bearish Butterfly, or really any other market neutral strategy, once we become proficient at them and we begin to understand what it is about those strategies that makes them optimal for certain environments and not so great in other environments, one of the things that we can do is we can look towards something like advanced position management. This is where we break away where we break free from the restrictive trade configurations that we're dealing with. Like, for example, if we're, if we're trading a broken wing butterfly with a certain adjustment strategy, a lot of the times that strategy might fit the market just right. And I would say by a lot of the times, I mean 30 to 40% of the time. Then you have that 10% of the time where it's just a disaster. And then you have this whopping 50 to 60% of the time where the trading strategy was profitable but it certainly wasn't optimal. In other words, there were things that you could have done and you probably should have done that would have made the trade either easier to manage or much more profitable. And this is where advanced position management comes in, which we'll discuss a little later. But for now, let me tell you, when you take a decent high probability strategy and you add advanced personal management and then you add advanced position management, the difference in results is exponential. It's not like adding 100 and 100. It's like multiplying 100 and 100. And that's what we call squaring in APM squared. So let's bring Stephen in on this. Hey, John, just on your, on your comment, something that comes to mind just listening to that is, you know, APM squared ties two things that are really very in, uh, interdependent in trading, which is your tactical skills, uh, you know, your adjustment strategies, understanding your trades, all the things that we spend about 95% of our time on, ties it together with the personal management or the mental part of the game. And a lot of people sort of view them as two different things, but they're really interdependent. And, and like I said, just as you were making your comments, this thought pops into my mind is that APM squared really gives you the tools to prepare you to open up your mind, to free your mind and let that creative trading that's within all of us come through. So it's hard to be creative with your trading and think of alternative tactics 
when you're stressed, when you have anxiety, when you're letting fear be the dominant emotion, and we start telling the stories that we like to tell ourselves, right? So that's something that's really powerful uh, that really shines through in this program is to be able to develop those skills to be in it, have that proper state of mind that when you get that pie in the face, so to speak, when the market's doing something that you didn't expect or the position is behaving in a way you didn't expect, that you're in a state of mind where you can be creative and execute some different things maybe that you hadn't thought of before. So that's something, if I were to just really want to let people know that that's pretty powerful that you could gain that skill or at least that learn the processes to do to, to, to open up your mind and be creative with your trading because when, when our mind is closed it's like having a clenched fist right that's you, you go to punch something you're going to hurt your hand and you know a lot about that being a, a black belt taekwondo i believe it was is right john i mean you've got to have that fluidness and able to be effective in anything you're doing yeah, yeah, and you know, it's not just the fear that you mentioned too, but it's also the uncertainty in the in the anxiety. I mean, some people aren't afraid, but they're just so uncertain or they're so anxious. Right. A person can't make a good decision coming from that type of an emotion, right? So, yeah, yeah exactly. And so, yeah. what what I wanted to kind of cover right now is to those to our audiences, you know, you, what am I going to learn? And you know, depending on where what stage you're in, in in our blueprint, you know, stage one, two, three, four, or five the beginner, the expert, the master, somewhere in between, or don't even know what we're talking about. I think it, th this program definitely speaks to all those groups of people, right? Well, put it this way, the psychological elements are going to speak to all levels of people, regardless exactly. of, of what you know. And of course, the, the, the a lot of the trading aspect, aspects are going to be very advanced. But there, right. But there is value for everybody within the APM Squared program. Exactly. So this, you know, I think some people, as they see that word advanced, and they think, oh, well, maybe I'm not there yet. I'm just a beginner. But truth be told, I remember when um, you were putting this together, I had just purchased your first program, or the first program that I would gotten from you was the M3 program, and I had was halfway through the videos. And you and I were in communication. You said, hey, I'm putting this deal together in New Hampshire. I'd lo love to have you down there. And I thought, well, I'm I'm not anywhere near ready for that. I'm not an intermediate. I don't really know your programs. You know, I've, I, I see option or uh, option view um, analytical software, and it kind of freaks me out. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> and you said, you know what? If you know how to trade spreads, you'll benefit from this. Um, if you're trading at all, just from the mental side, you'll benefit from this. Just come on down. And, you know, obviously one of the best decisions I ever made was doing that, and, and John was right. You know, I didn't necessarily follow everything at that particular time with what was going on with the trades and the inversion flips and some of the different <laughs> tactics we talked about, but it didn't matter. It, it served so many purposes. It, it, it forced me to jump in the deep end of the pool at that time and kind of figure it out. And then, like John just said, you know, the the – the intellectual part of the, at least the middle part of the game speaks to you no matter where you are in the process uh, of becoming a master trader. So I just want to make that clear, you know, no matter where you are uh, in this game, in this business, this is going to help you. So, right. you know, the other thing I wanted to point out was, you know, there's a lot of material out these days, which is great about being a, an elite performer or high performance 
you know, a lot of times we speak to that kind of development with professional athletes or mm-hmm. CEOs or people that are in, you know, or leader, major leadership positions. But, you know, any, trading is running a business. You're basically running a small business. And all the habits, routines, and processes that those people use are completely applicable to what we do in this business. As a matter of fact, I would argue that this being probably one of the more challenging endeavors, you really need those those good habits, routines, and processes more than more than ever. And this is that path. You know, the, this program gives you those tools to become what we call CPT, consist, consistently profitable trader. Because at the end of the day, you know, besides self discovery and going on that journey, the the objective is to be consistently profitable. You know, we go through these periods where we make a little money here and there, and then the market transitions into a new environment we have the drawdowns oh what do we do now right you know right so one of the things i just was thinking of thinking of while you were talking is that not only is the mindset part of it and having the proper expectations and so forth critical for performing well over the long term but it's also going to help you a ton in the learning process you know a lot of people they're a, you, you watch them trying to learn trading, and they're all over the place. And the reason they're all over the place is they're just they're, the thoughts they're having are, are just not beneficial to what they're doing and the emotions they're creating within themselves. And right. it just makes everything take a lot longer. So we can certainly make it a lot easier if you if you get this stuff down first. That, that's a great point. There's a phrase that comes to mind when you just said that, which really hit home five years ago when we were doing this, which was. APM squared helps you develop a learning plan, right? We talk about trading plans, uh, plans for goals, plans for objectives, but how about a learning plan? What's my plan for learning all this stuff? And that really segues really well with what I have on this slide here, which is, you know, you got to have the proper backtesting process. It's not a matter of just pulling up some software and going running through a bunch of trades in a couple hours at night. No, that's not necessarily proper backtesting. We already know that these programs that John's provided us are positive expectancy trades. They make money over the long run. So that's not the the objective, right? We're right. trying to learn and gather more. What 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 other aspects can we learn about a trade? How it reacts to different environments? Uh, how does it perform in different environments? How many losers am I going to have in a row? So on and so forth. And that talks to you know proper backtesting analysis. Speaking of backtesting, right, let's look at the way that most people backtest. Yeah. You know, they either make up a set of rules or they have somebody else's rules, and they and they backtest it with the intent to win as often as possible. Right. Some curve fitting? <laughs> right, right. And, and what they end up doing is, is what happens is they end up filtering out all the big losses. So they'll have this rule set, and they'll run it through, and they'll have this period of time where they'll just say it'll just get destroyed. Right. Right. And they'll, yep. and they'll say, well, if I make my delta 49 instead of 50, or if I add a put at, you know, <laughs> at 10 points under the long strike instead of 12 points under the long strike, then yeah. then that the, tra- the trade would have went one. And what they do is they filter out all the bad times, and then they right. expect to make all the same exact right decisions going forward. Which all right. they're doing is, like you said, they're form fitting. It's all they're doing. Right. And and John goes into this quite deep into the program, but what's, you might ask, well, what would drive some of those behaviors? What would drive somebody to curve fit? 
it's you know part of the things right there on that slide, right? Some stress, anxiety, fear, inability to accept responsibility for the well, outcomes. You know? Yeah, they, they're curve-fitting their results so that they can try to build the confidence within themselves to try it going forward. Right. But right. The, the problem is they're using false information to have confidence in. <laughs> right. And then John go, you know, talks about beliefs and our belief system and how our beliefs drive those behaviors and how we need to reframe and redirect those and how emotions and our habits are interrelated and how one drives the other. So, I mean, it just... Just an absolute uh, goldmine of information of how our behaviors are driven so much by our by our our mindset. Now, um, is this is this slide meant to address the uh, the success performance loop? Yeah, no, so I mean, but I like I like where you're going with it. Yeah, go ahead. This this challenge as traders is is that a lot of the times our results as a trader are highly dependent on luck, meaning that you can win a trade, have a fantastic win on a trade, even though you did something, even though you, you did, did the trade wrong, you didn't follow the plan, maybe you took on way too much risk during the trade. In other words, you just, you didn't do the right things. You traded very poorly and you can have this really big win. And you could also have a situation where you did everything right and you lost perhaps even more than your maximum loss number. And what happens is a lot of traders, they judge whether they did well or not on the result of a particular trade and then they proceed to go ahead and make changes to their trading based on what happened and you know if you've been if you got lucky if you've been trading poorly and you got lucky several times you end up in a situation where you're oversized and you're take and you're doing something foolish and eventually you're going to take this really really huge loss or blow an account out and then the other way around if you're losing you might be doing the right thing. You might be doing what you need to do to be really great and, and, and become a really consistent, successful trader. But because you lost that trade, you decided that doing that thing was no good or to change what you were doing. So we have this process within the program where you know we talk about how to properly analyze the results and properly evaluate, and we call them trade debriefs, debrief your trades, and so that you understand, you know, am I following the plan? Did I make really good decisions? And, and that type of thing. Or was I just lucky? I think that's just, that's critical, actually, to understand because you're not going to be able to advance to a, a high level of trading if you're not properly interpreting what's going on and what you're doing. Yeah, and you make a great point because that creates that loop. You're on that hamster wheel, and I would, I don't know, 80% of traders or more at some point, in, or maybe even more, at some point in their career get on that loop, and it's very hard to break out of it if you don't have it the right is. skills. It is, because part of it goes to do with skills, part of it goes to do with confidence, and you know, when we, when we, when we a lot of people, they, they want to be confident they're going to win a trade. But that is not beneficial because whether that tra a, tra a particular trade wins or not is is going to be dependent on a, a lot on luck. I mean, the market's either going to accommodate you or it's not going to accommodate you. And when you get to the point where you're where you're trying to be confident in the outcome of a particular trade, there's nothing that you can do that can assure that that trade's going to win. There's absolutely nothing right. you can do. And if you believe that there is something you can do or that you found the system where you're 100% positive that this trade is going to win, in other words, if you actually get the confidence you're kind of looking for in that result, that's a bad thing because 
you might be 100% confident, but the market's going to tell you something different. And if you're oversized, that's a problem. Yeah. So you don't want to be confident in that. You've got to become confident in your abilities, confident in probabilities and stuff like that. Yeah, and another litmus test that I know a lot of people can do if if they're sitting there saying, well, you know, I've, I don't necessarily – I want to do the, get this program for just the the tactics, the advanced tactics, you know, the personal management stuff. Yeah, you know, I'm, I don't see the value in it. But here's a litmus test for you. If you, after after you've exited a trade, if your mood after that trade is dicta, dictated by whether or not it was a winner or a loser, then you need this program. Then you need to work on your state of mind. You need to work on your trading psychology. Because I think we've all been there. I can remember days you close that big winner and the rest of the afternoon you're just, you know, you're on a bit of a high. You're feeling good. This is awesome. And when you take that big loser, you're like, oh, that sucks. You know, where am I going with this? And that is a terrible place to be. When your emotion for the day is driven by whether or not you have a winner or a loser, what you want to do is be able to evolve to where you feel good no matter the outcome of the trade, but that you followed process, you followed the plan, you're improving every day. Those kinds of things is what should drive whether or not you pat yourself on the back or you feel good about the path that you're on. Exactly, because <clears throat> one of the things you're doing by allowing, if you did everything right and you allow yourself to feel bad, you're actually reinforce. you're, you're actually making it less likely you're going to do that behavior again. In other words, less likely you're going to do everything right. And if you did stuff wrong and you allow yourself to feel really good about that, that's going to um, make it more likely you're going to do that behavior again. So right. you want to be very careful of that. Yeah, yeah that neg negative reinforcement you specifically ad address in the program, which I think is so critical to understand. Many of you out there have heard John speak at different ven venues through his um, – social media and YouTube and so on and so forth. And I, I think it, this gives us an opportunity to give a unique ex perspective, right, from a student who is yes. who was live at the program, who has taken the journey and has evolved. And now, John, has, I've been on board for a few years now as, as the options uh, coach or one of the coaches. Mm -hmm. So it has been quite interesting to look back at this material and kind of think, what did my journey look like and you know where am I now and, and of course the, the process of evolution never ends and that's one of the uh, things you have to accept right you're, you're never quite there right right but <laughs> right. I find that quite interesting yeah a lot of people think well if there's not a destination I don't want to get on the road and it's it's like well you know the market's not going to stay stagnant the market's not going to just be the same as we uh you know, it seems like we say this every year, which which is very evident, right? We go from we're crashing to dot com bubble within six weeks. So the market's right. not going to change; it's going to evolve. So you know, it it stands to reason that as traders, we need to do the same thing. So you know, the thing that I always tell people when they ask about trading, I say, you know, trading is simple, but it is not easy. Mm. It really is simple, but it's it really very is. Yeah. Right, but it's very difficult to do the things that we need to do to become the, that consistent trader. And APM squared, to me, now that we have uh, this blueprint, which we rolled out, it's been about a year or so now, right, John? The the roadmap to becoming going from a beginner trader to a master trader. To me, this it APM is. 
yeah, the APM yeah. squared program is is that bridge from that stage three trader where you've been learning rule sets, you've been getting consistent, you can do them, you know, follow the rules in your sleep, but now you need to make that jump to the stage four trader where you're bringing them more complexity, more creativity, you're mixing your trades, and you're also needing to really sharpen your mental skills. So APM squared for me was really that bridge. I know we didn't have it at the time, but boy, it really fits in so well into the blueprint. It really does because, and I think that one of the best things we may have done is actually produce the blueprint. So for those of you who don't know, a lot of people come into this complex options and they're searching for the, the next best strategy, the more advanced strategy, the more advanced strategy. And you end up with a person that has a whole bunch of skills, but he can't do anything with them. He's, you know, he doesn't have the discipline to do what he says he's going to do. He doesn't have the discipline to take a loss or, or the confidence or whatever uh, that they need in order to take the actions they have to take in order to be successful and consistently profitable. And one of the things we do with the blueprint is early on, we're just focusing on being a, having integrity, building integrity with yourself and getting yourself to do what you say you're going to do. Because when you do that, you become confident in yourself. You know you have your own back. What some people do is they try to become confident in a strategy. And the reality is, is any strategy is only going to work part of the time. And you know, there's a good chance that things are going to change in the future and that strategy may not even be functional in a certain amount of time. And, and you don't want to be the type of trader who gets lost because the strategy you know, takes a few losses. You want to be, you know, you want to have faith in yourself and and know that you understand how to trade and the markets and you know what gives your strategies the edges and um, and just adapt to it. I mean, you know, we've had mm -hmm. some major changes in the marketplace just this year and, you know, did we lose some trades? Yeah, but we very, very quickly adapted to the situation and, uh, you know, we even had our analytical software that blew up on us, right? Mm -hmm. um, and... Bam, we know what we're doing. So, you know, right in the Monday morning webinar, I was going to say, well, this, obviously, you know, we can tell this is right. This isn't right. And this is how we're going to deal with it. And this, that's the type of confidence you need, right? You, know, you don't have to exactly. worry about what if, you know, what if we lose the analytical software? What if this doesn't work? What if the market goes down a thousand points or whatever? Right. And have, Just, having that awareness of knowing how your trade should react or how it should be behaving or about what the delta should be, you know, it's, it's a matter of not necessarily getting hung up on the Greeks, but knowing what smells right and what doesn't. And that's what sort of alerted us to, you know, maybe some of the issues that were going on with our analytical software. And that goes back to how are you going to learn that? How are you going to get that awareness? You know, besides experience, trading live is through proper backtesting and, and trade debriefs which we'll, we'll, we'll touch on, I'm sure, uh, a little deeper. And, 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 and that experience will come, but you, you have to purposely intend to work on it. Right, and, and ramp up that, right? Because, it, yeah. it, you know, back testing and, and trade debriefs can ramp up your, your learning curve 5x, 10x, you know, whatever, however much effort you want to put into it, it can advance you up that curve much faster than just waiting on live experience. Much faster and much less expensive because you're not losing yeah. a trade. I mean, this is true. This is true. Now, right. in terms of, terms of the tactics, when you go from that stage three to that stage four, you know, uh, traders at that point are pretty enmeshed, you know, in the inner workings of the trade. 
and sometimes you just get sort of pigeonholed in a specific trade, you know, whether it's the M3-4U or the M3 itself, or, or maybe you're trying to um, unpack the rock. And John goes into great detail on how these trades are really complementary and how you can use them in an intentional way, depending on the market context, for what you are trying to achieve with the position. You know, John talks about morphing from M3 to rock, which, you know, that's part of what I'm saying here as an example is, is to say, you know, how do you go from a flat delta, low gamma, high duration trade like the M3, how does that relate or complement something at the other end of the spectrum, a high delta, high gamma, low duration trade like the rock? Well, it's all revealed in the program. And I, and I admit when I first saw that, I was like, those are two different trades, two different things. What's he talking about? Black and white, no relation. And it's actually couldn't be any farther from the truth. I mean, they're cousins, right? Well, Just yeah, a lot of people cousins. don't realize. Yeah, exactly. Well, the, a lot of people don't realize that the M3 was never intended to be traded every month the same way, every single way, regardless of what happens in the market conditions, right. um, forever going forward until the end of time. That That's what you do when you're a beginner. When you're a beginner, you, you take a set of rules and you follow the set of rules so that you can kind of follow along. That's not what you do when you expect to be a consistently profitable trader. Between the three strategies, they cover the whole aspect of virtually every market condition you can think of. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, chance, something within the M3 very Spotify rock strategy is going to be working at any time in the marketplace. And, mm -hmm. you know, so you so by learning the M3, by learning the very Spotify, by learning the rock, and then understanding when they do well, when they do poorly, and then, you know, adapt them into the marketplace, that's where your consistency comes in. That's right. where that's developed. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll just say, after five years and going from student to coach, I can unequivocally say without this program, there's no way I could have evolved to being where I am right now. I mean, certainly some people, they'll probably figure it out, but who's got five, ten years to figure it out on their own? So, you know, these are the kinds of tools and skills and processes that John just lays out. I don't remember how many hours of video and great content there are, John, but it's, it's yeah, a lot. There's a lot, and I don't know offhand either. But what I can tell you, though, is that if you go back, we had we did successful trade of the month. If you look up successful trade of the month on YouTube, or if you're in in our, one of our memberships, you get all the successful traders of the month. If you listen to them, the vast majority of them credit the APM Square program for their success in trading. That's right. It unlocks the keys. It really just it's like goes back to my my opening remarks, you know, how it prepares to open your mind and let that created creativity, that's really within all of us, which is, which is quite interesting, right? It, it, it lets that creativity come through. And, you know, we all have that in us, right? As humans, we want to create something, we want to build something, we want something tangible. And sometimes trading can be seen two-dimensional, right? It doesn't seem real, it's flashing lights, it's just numbers, what's happening. And when you are able to apply a level of creativity and be confident about it, really changes the way you look at trading. And I'm sure that's probably maybe was an inflection point for you, John, when you went from making 30K a year to the seven-figure trader. Yeah. Trading can be fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you have a good right. time trading. It's just and... not some binary event, right? It, it needs to, to have that, be able to express ourselves in a creative way 
is part, uh, you probably know this better than most, John, it's probably part, part of our human needs. Absolutely. Expression. I mean, initially, a lot of traders come in, I just want to make money and I just want it to be easy. But first of all, trading's not that way. But even if it were that way, you'd, you'd quickly get bored with it and you'd want to do something else. Right. So right. you've got to have that right. expression in here. Yeah. So I wanted to move to some, some quotes that some people may or may not recognize who the author is that speaks to the two components we're talking about today, which is, is the personal management and then also the position management. And John, you may recognize this, but I'm going to go through the quotes. But I've kind of rephrased what our two, uh, you know, main topics are as we talk about APM Square, which is personal management, which I you could also call mm -hmm. mental fitness, and then Absolutely. our position management, which is trade tactics, right? So. Mm -hmm. The fastest way to become proficient at trading is to learn a proven trading strategy that is capable of reaching your goals and then following that strategy by rote until it's fully understood. Only then, after you fully experience the strategy as is, would it be appropriate to start gradually tweaking it to create your own personalized version of the strategy. You probably know who that sounds that extremely John. familiar. <laughs> <laughs> We're having a little bit of fun here. This. This is a quote by John that I had picked up. I actually um, I have a, uh, a journal in my OneNote where I like to capture quotes, whether it's you know from high-performance individuals or trading-related or not. They're, they all apply to a high-performance endeavor, which is trading. And I thought this was very apropos because once we get that foundation, that stage three level of trading down, it's kind of like, okay, how do I make that jump to the next level? And that's, again, you know, what APM Squared does. Some people will say, well, that makes sense. And the reason John laid this quote out was to emphasize people typically don't allow themselves to build those building blocks and that foundation first. They want to rush through it, kind of know it, refer to the rules while they're live, adjusting, and not get, get things down in a rote fashion before they make that jump. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you, you've got, I mean, that is a, a fantastic point that you bring up. And that, again, that, that goes back to our membership. Follow the rules first, understand what you're doing before you go ahead and move on. I can't tell you the number of people who right. come to an M3, can you do it in the SPX? It's like, right. you don't even know you the strategy yet. You don't Never even know the rut yet. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So it, you know it, it it bears repeating, right? So if if you if you use a stacking procedure, you know as we talk about a learning plan, right? We 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 learn one building block, and once we get that down, we stack on top. Once we get that down, we stack another on top, and that that sort of develops that learning plan of stacking. So the other component that we talk about in personal management, which we also call mental fitness. Uh, as quoted by John, is the reason you're not getting what you want in life is because you're not willing to feel the feelings required to get there. And I think this was a tagline you had somewhere, John, and it really kind of spoke to me when I first read that. I was like, God, how true is that? We don't really, you know, maybe simple terms, it's kind of like we don't want to face our fears, we don't want to face our anxieties, we don't want to face certain emotions. And Yet that's this, what you, you know, need to do in order to get to where right, you want to go. <laughs> right, right. It's it's. Uh, I think that I have a quote uh, in here somewhere later. We don't all the things that we're most afraid of doing is exactly what we need to do. 
Mm-hmm. And 8 p.m. Right. squared, you you know, I don't know, was it 10 hours? It's the first section in the program really talks about how specifically how we can change our habits through our emotions and face up to those things. It actually makes some of these emotions that we have tend to avoid our allies or make them useful, which is the terminology that you use. And so that's why this quote really speaks to that. How do we flip that around? Yeah, I think a lot of people get into trading because they're they're running away from other emotions and they're running away from the same emotions sometimes that they need to actually face in order to become a great trader. Right. Yeah. And and ultimately, if you want to get ahead in life, you're going to have to deal with them. And and right. you know, and if they're, if they're not terrible to deal with, they're just feelings. But people just they avoid them and avoid them at, at their own detriment. And right. And there's and you know, there's not going to be very many sources out there that are going to combine the advanced personal management. You know, John goes pretty deep. I mean, with all of your accreditations and certifications in this area. They're not going to go as deep as John has the ability to do, and and I just think that there's, there's and, and, it's not, and it's not the regular trading psychology crap where you just right. say just just control your emotions and all this other right. stuff. I mean, we tell you how to produce emotions and yeah. how to change emotions and how to utilize your emotions so that uh, right. you can move forward. Yeah, yeah, we're we're not we're not trying to suppress, eliminate or otherwise dispense of these emotions, we're going we're gonna to learn how to redirect them and make them work for us. Exactly. I thought that this was, was interesting. There was a, um, a documentary out recently uh, about Bruce Lee and his mm -hmm. life and the way he became a master of his profession. I guess you could say it was, it was many things. And this kind of struck a chord with me with how it relates to trading and specifically this program. If we take the trades, the bearish butterfly, the M3 and the rock and M21, it's literally like Bruce Lee talks about, you're interchanging this to shift with the market, to shift with what the objectives are, to shift and move with what your plan is, just like water, right? Water's not rigid. It moves and becomes whatever it needs to be to be successful. So be like water, my friend. I thought, I thought, wow, that of all the programs that John's done, that's really what this is trying to teach you is to be, be able to shift not only your mindset but your trades in such a way that you're not caught flat-footed, that you're in a position of strength. Yeah, well, anybody who 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 uh, actually has studied Bruce Lee, I mean, the amazing progress that he met, he made in the field of martial arts was absolutely incredible, and in the field of acting. So, mm -hmm. uh, and he did it through focusing on process and combining things. He had, if you if you take a look at the martial arts, he was looking at different types of martial arts. And he saw good qualities in all these different types of martial arts, but he also saw a lot of bad qualities. And rather than trying to stick to one rigid plan, he brought the, he brought all the good components together and applied them when the context was appropriate to apply them. And he just his results just exploded. And we're doing the same thing here, right? Yeah, I was gonna say you just explained APM squared. <laughs> <laughs> same thing, right? Exactly. That's what we're doing. That's what we're designed to do. Yeah. 
Be like water, my friend, as you say. Be, be like water, my friend. I mean, if you let, let that sort of resonate with you, it's, it's quite powerful position to be in and a, and a mental state to have. So a couple of the things I wanted to mention that, that John will say and mention in his different venues is, you know, sometimes we, we think we're going to trade the same trade every month and not have any regard to our self-management or, or have any market awareness. And we expect to be consistent. Mm. And, you know, John's retort is all, many times, as it has become self-evident, is no trade is going to win consistently all the time in every environment. So what are we going to do to adapt to that? You know, maybe, maybe that's just a matter of acceptance and you're a very, you have a very long time horizon and that's okay with you and you don't mind the ebbs and flows of the equity curve. But if it is, you have different goals and objectives, then we need to have yeah. the skills to be able to deal with that dispense with this this silly notion that trades are going to consistently win in every environment right and you know one of the things I, I i often put out people is there's nothing in this world that you can do consistently in every in, in every context and get the same result right you know when we do math yeah. you have you have two numbers if you add two numbers together you have three plus three equals six right, right. yeah if you do right. three and the market does three you get six Mm -hmm. If you do three and the market does seven, you do you get something else. You get ten, right? right. So if if you want to get six all the time, you have to see what that second number is and then decide to which number you want to apply to that. Right. And it's, it, right. Right. That's just the way that it works. So you get somebody who has the expectation of taking a three and getting a six, no matter what the other number is. It doesn't work that way. Right. 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 If you want to get the six all the time, you, you have to do something different on your end uh, as right. as the conditions change. That's the way life is. And until That's you get that, you're, yeah. you're not going to get your consistent results. Right. And, and the program goes in depth on how to avoid that pitfall, right? So, like, you have the ability to flow back and forth between structures. You know, we, can, we might move from an M3 to a rock to a bearish butterfly, depending on our trade plan, depending on context. We might move into a position and then back out of it seamlessly without risk intraday or at least minimizing the risk, right? A flat delta reverse transition, we might call it. We might move from make uh, – we might make a stark change from a low delta, low gamma to a high delta to a high gamma. But we're going to know where we're we wrong and – you know, it gives you the ability, like I like the term to say, you know, it gives you the ability to kind of dance with the market and not just right. be stuck. We go over multiple ways to dance with the market. I mean, of course, you have the technical analysis oh, aspect, so but you also, you also have the, the, um, the implied volatility aspect. You also have the, the type of positioning that you happen to have on at any given time and how that's going to react to a different environment, stuff like that. And it's about noticing that stuff. And then also risk, right? Uh, another thing is capital control we go over, right? Capital control, risk yes. control, and stuff like that. All very, very, very important things. Because, you know, a lot of trading plans, if you have a rule set, a lot of times, and you'll notice this with any rule set, you, you know, we, we have a set of rules that's designed to work over every environment, under every condition, no matter <laughs> what. And it, and the trader expects it to do the right thing all the time. But sometimes when you make when you follow the rules, you know there's certain contexts where you're taking on a, a 
a whole ton of risk right. in a certain direction. And the, re the reality is, is that risk is, e is easily alleviated if you just notice it's there. And you say, oh, right. I, should, I probably shouldn't be here. <laughs> That's a good point. We, we develop these blind spots, don't we? Absolutely. You, you don't know what you don't know is there, and sometimes it's staring you right in the face. And the reason we don't see it and the reason we develop these blind spots are, you know, there's well, any number of reasons. It's all Because we're so focused on the rules. Right. And we're, and we're focused on the rules because we're not confident. So we're not, you know, one of the things about a human being is when we become insecure or we become afraid, we narrow focus. We don't see the risk. We don't see the opportunities. We don't see a lot of the stuff. That's where the that's where the a, the uh, advanced personal management comes in. Right. Right. Is understanding the way your body and your mind react to these emotions and feelings, and how to change them so that you can you notice more things. And wouldn't you say that that half the battle is just having that awareness to sit back and say, okay, I've got blinders on, I've got blind spots, I'm recognizing that. Now, I mean, now let me de deploy my tactics to change that. Because a lot of times, we, you know, sometimes John talks about this in, the, in terms of conscious mind and unconscious mind. It's not until that bell rings at the end of the day and you're looking at the position and you're like, oh, my goodness, what, why did I not see that? Mm -hmm. How did I not? It's like, I mean, it's, it's really quite the phenomenon, right, John, where you, you just think that was so obvious, but when I was in the moment, I just did not see that. I didn't have that awareness. Right, because you weren't placing your focus. You weren't able to um, place your focus on, on, on what you needed to. You were too focused on something else. Right. And you know, I learned a lot from my, I have a friend, Apollo Robbins, if you can look him up on the internet. He's been on brain games and stuff. And, you know, he plays with people's focus all the time. He's a guy who, he'll take your jacket off and you won't even know it. You know, some people will take a watch off and you won't know it. He'll take your jacket right. off and you won't know it. Right. <laughs> it, it's just redirecting your focus it's unbelievable but yeah. it just shows you the blind spots that you have especially when you know he'll get you to intentionally focus on something without you really even realizing it and then he'll take you know they'll take the blind spots he'll take advantage of them because he knows where they are and the market does right. the same thing to you that tries it, to get you to focus on certain things and that being the case, you do foolish things and you know, they take your money. Yeah, and the faster we can have build that awareness and eliminate those, the faster we get to being CPT, consistently That's profitable right. trader. So a lot of times traders like to talk about edge and how we define it and where is it and where it, where it exists. And for me, I have found that I like to break it up into two things, right? So there's there's our internal edge and there's our external edge. And most people are really familiar with external edge. That's our tactical skills, our risk management, our understanding of how our structures are going to react as it relates to options trades at least, and how those things are going to change. And this is where we spend almost all our time, right? And this edge, while we need to constantly develop it, is constantly changing. Then we have the other kind of edge that I would call is our internal edge, or some people might refer to as that, a mental edge. And this is where we have to develop those skills of adaptability, using our emotion to our advantage. It's like we were just talking about awareness of blind spots uh, and the recognition right, so of our unconscious mind. And th that 
kind of internal edge is a constant sharpening of the saw and constant development that isn't going to change as much as our external edge. It's a different sort of dynamic, right, John? It is. It's a very different dynamic. And the other thing, too, is we have to constantly work on our mental fitness because as human beings, the way we've evolved, we have certain biases and fears and certain things we tend to gravitate towards. And those are all the things that are generally going to be detrimental to us as far as trading goes. And you know that being the case, if we don't work on it, we're always going to gravitate towards that fear, towards that uncertainty, and getting into the situations where, quite frankly, the traders who are on the other side of your transaction are waiting for you to do. Right. right? <laughs> and uh, anyway, so, so that's an extremely good point that you make. The other good point is using emotion to your advantage. You know, a lot of people say, well, I'm afraid, or, or I, I, I just want to feel no emotion when I trade. Now, the challenge mm -hmm. is, the human being, if you feel no emotion, you don't do anything. Because we have this thing called the emotional triad where what do we do as human beings? We seek pleasure, we avoid pain, and we try to conserve energy. So the only thing that makes a human being actually take an action or not take an action is an emotion. So you know, other than that, you, you do nothing. Your default is to, is to rest. So you only do things because of the way you think it's going to make you feel. And then, of course, you justify it logically to justify what you did to fulfill that feeling in a logical sense. That's, that's the way that our mind works. So with that being the case, if you felt no emotion, you wouldn't bother entering the trade. If you were in a trade, you wouldn't bother looking at the trade. <laughs> you know what I mean? There would be nothing right. there. There would be nothing to instigate emotion. There would be nothing to make you pay attention. I mean, a lot of people want to trade into the zone, and the first way to get into the zone is to increase your emotions and then relax right. Right? right so so all emotion is necessary and and we can we're going to have emotion we don't want to remove the emotion we want to utilize the emotions and right. move them to prompt us to do the right things and there's there's a bit of an interdependency or inter, uh, relationship between these two edges right so the way i think of it is the more i can actualize my internal edge the more that opens up my ability to drive my external edge, building better uh -huh. skills, having an open mind, being more creative. And the more I do that, the more confidence I have, which then feeds back to building up my internal edge even further. I'm more adaptable, which feeds back into my external edge. So they bounce off of each other as you improve and, and work on the skills and develop them further. So, again, it goes back to, you know, these aren't two separate things. It's a barbell. They're related. They're, there's crossover between them so much, and we have to recognize that. We do. And the other thing I want everybody to recognize is that everything you do is a feedback loop. So you're not confident. Therefore, you're fearful. Therefore, you get poor results. Therefore, you're less confident. Therefore, you're more fearful. Therefore, you get worse results. And, yeah. and, right? and it acts the other way around. I'm confident, at which point I'm not so reliant on results anymore. I mean, if, right. you, if, you, if, you, if you were... If you were you 10 years ago and you were a completely successful trader and you lost three trades in a row, you wouldn't think twice about that. You'd be going, telling your past self that, hey, this is just part of the process. It doesn't mean yep. it's a bad trade or, or you're doing a bad job. It's just, it's just something that happens some of the time. But you're in it. Depending on how you handle that is going to, make, is going to be the determining factor on whether you're ultimately successful or not. And you have to look at it from, from the point 
of you're already successful, you're already confident, and what what choices would that person make, right? So I, I think that, you know, as we work through this program, the biggest thing that you're trying to achieve amongst all the the details and whatnot is, is to build that confidence. You know, that confidence in our mental side, our personal management, and that confidence in our tactical skills or the, the uh, position management. And when yeah, we uh, don't, when we have a lack of that confidence, that feedback loop starts, right? That sort of, that I call it kind of the hamster wheel. We start asking the wrong questions. We start obsessing over things. We start focusing our energy in all the wrong areas. And this, this really is where I had to stop myself and say, you know, I've got to really dig into the front part of this program, which talks about the, the personal management because, and I, this is probably personality driven to some degree, but I started focusing uh, in on all the things that can go wrong. Oh, well, you know, market's screwing with me here. Oh, they're going to come hit my stop or oh, they're going to force me out. And I got out today and tomorrow, of course, it'll, the market will be up. I mean, we've all said that, right? As soon as we exit, it's going to go the other way. Right. And John had said this at one point, and I also ran across this as a, in a, a quote uh, somewhere along the way, and it just totally resonated with me. Stop being afraid of what could go wrong and start being positive about what could go right. And it was a completely different outlook. Like when you start focusing on all the good things that you're doing, you followed your process, you followed your plan, you might be in the middle of learning all these new skills, you're not always going to do everything right, but when you look at things from that half, that glass is half full perspective, it really changes your outlook because you can, you could get in a, some dark spaces with trading awfully quick if all you're focusing in on is those things that can go wrong. Well, let's, let's talk about this for a minute. People want a certain emotion, right? They want confidence or they don't want to be afraid or, or whatever. Now, when you're afraid, it's because you're being afraid of what could go wrong. You're focusing on what could go wrong. When you're focusing on what can, can go wrong, what are you doing? You're imagining. Mm. You're imagining a future scenario where things are going to go wrong. You're pretending. And you're pretending something's going to happen. And that's creating a certain emotion that's not beneficial to your trading. Well, if I... If I can pretend that everything's going to go wrong, why can't I pretend that everything's going to go right? Tell ourselves better stories. Right. Why can't I do that? <laughs> In other words, if I know that pretending that something's going to go wrong is going to lead me to an emotion that's going to make it more likely that something's going to go wrong, mm -hmm. whether I think I'm right or I believe I'm right or not, that's not useful. Right? It's not right. useful. So. If I'm going to pretend, why don't I just pretend something that's going to at least lead me to a useful emotion so that I have the best chance of winning? And this is what that's all about. Dad, I think, I think that really speaks to that trading is simple, but it's not easy. It's not easy because it's our human tendency to look for what's wrong. Exactly, exactly. That's how we survived the last you know, thousands and thousands of years, and we're who we are because we were able to – uh, you know, we weren't physically strong in the animal world, but we're particularly resourceful and we're, we're very good at hiding and being yeah. and, and staying away from danger. That's how we got here. But now we're in a different world and trading is a completely different animal. Allowing that natural tendency to happen is what's going to be problematic for you as a trader. And right. 
but realize you can pretend anything you want. It's your choice. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And this brings me to one of my favorite quotes from Seneca, from uh, from ancient Rome. He was one of the, the uh, handful of Stoic writers. We suffer more often in imagination than in reality. And that's what John was just talking about, the, the movies that we play in our mind, the stories that we tell ourselves, which are often negative. We're suffering in, in an imaginary situation as it relates to our trading. It's, 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 all you're doing is it's a story you made up that you chose to believe. Mm-hmm. And exactly. And, and once you kind of have that awareness is to say, if I were to stop imagining all this stuff and putting myself through all this suffering that, you know, have you ever put on a trade where. But it seems so it much like you're going to be right. <laughs> yeah, right. You put on this trade and, you know, maybe you, you didn't get the price you wanted or your trade location was poor or, you, you know, you paid too much for the butterfly, whatever the case may be. And kind of go into it with a bad attitude and it's kind of going okay and then the next day you're like well I didn't make the adjustment I wanted to do but I guess it'll it's okay and you, know, you really kind of uh, grading yourself along the way and you get done with the trade and you, know, you profit target and you didn't feel good about it you know you've, you've imagined suffering for no reason you know whatever it may be that uh, you followed your plan you were, you were profitable you followed the process you hit you checked all the boxes why are you putting yourself through this suffering? So again, that was something that resonated with me when I read that. And, and some people, hopefully that will resonate with them too. And the APM Squared program is, is going to help you avoid that because the worst thing you can do or one of the worst things you can do is, is close out a trade and, ha and carry those negative feelings from a trade onto the next trade. I mean, I can speak from experience yeah. that I've had trades, three or four of the next trades were impacted because of feelings I carried from a trade upstream instead of just putting it to bed, learning what I can from it and coming fresh the next day. And it, you have this cascading effect. And, you know, once you do your trade debriefs and you recognize that it's like, Oh wow, boy, I really could have had a completely different outcome on the three or four. It's like you string out the suffering of way longer than it ever should. But the trade debriefs, they, they help you realize that. They help you see right. that. See, obviously, something was affecting you for you to do this. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So, you know, I just wanted to end with another kind of quote here is, what we fear doing most is usually what we most need to do. And that speaks to, to how we can change those negative emotions or what we perceive to be negative emotions and use them in a more useful way and do the things that we need to do to be successful and be consistent with our trading. Absolutely. Absolutely. These are all fantastic points. And like I said earlier, we fear doing these things because historically they would have been, you know, many thousands of years ago, they would have been the right thing to do, but we're in a different world today and they're no longer the right things to do. The right thing to do now is to actually face that fear 99% of the time and, and, and go through it. So let me just quickly go over some things and feel free to chime in, Stephen, if you'd like. So the question I get is who is going to benefit from advanced personal management? And my answer to that is absolutely everybody. And that's pretty much regardless of what level of trading you're on and regardless of whether or not you're a trader at all because the principles within this are going to affect every area of your life 
And that being the case, really everybody's going to benefit from this. Now, when we talk about advanced personal management, these are the core principles that I use to propel myself from making about $30,000 a year to learning how to trade and then becoming a seven-figure trader in less than five years. Now, you'll realize that there are some people that do that, but it's very seldom. And again, you know, I, I talk to a lot of people who have been trading for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, some people their whole lives, and they're still struggling with the same thing over and over again, and their technical skills are, are crazy good. They know all kinds of things, all kinds of different strategies, everything about options, but they're just not making it work. And it's because the missing link here is the is the personal management. So this is really good for everybody. Realize that over 80% of your success in any area of life can be attributed to how you handle your emotions. Because your emotions are going to determine what you do, what actions you take, and the actions that you take obviously are going to determine your results. So we want to make sure to uh, understand that. And we want to make your emotions work for you rather than against you. Because no matter how good you are at trading, if you're, if you're not able to use your skills because of your emotions, then, then you're not going to do well. When we talk about, or within the program, let's just kind of talk about in the program, we are going to reveal to you the three biggest factors of success in life. And again, you can carry these into trading, as, as we hope that you do, or you can take these and you can use these in any area of the life to make improvements. We go deeply into understanding why you behave and why you think the way that you do. Because human beings, they have a certain thought processes that they go through, certain natural tendencies, certain biases, and they're very, very predictable if you, love, if you let those biases go on their own and you don't deal with them, it's very predictable with what you're going to do uh, for an action. So the first thing you want to do as trader is understand why you're thinking and behaving the way that you do. Because if you're not getting good results, it comes down to your thinking and behaving. And the best way to start changing that is to understand why you're doing it. The other thing we teach you to do is to learn to communicate and train the most powerful powder of your mind, your unconscious mind. Realize that most of the things that any person does on a given day, probably 90 plus percent of the things they do, the actions they take, the thoughts they think are habitual. They're, they're coming from the, what we call the unconscious mind. And your unconscious mind is the part of your mind that controls your heartbeat and a whole lot of other things that you naturally do. But it's also the part of your mind that's always awake. It's always paying attention. It's, it can do 60,000 things at the same time. And then you have the conscious part of your mind, which is what you're you know, listening to me right now and deciding you know, whether or not what I'm saying actually makes sense or not. Uh, you have your conscious part of your mind, which is generally lazy and takes a lot of power to, or a lot of energy to uh, use your conscious mind. So your conscious mind wants to rest, it wants to go to sleep. And most of the time it is, and it leaves most of your actions up to your unconscious. And certainly if your emotions get elevated or you become neurologically aroused, we call it, your conscious mind goes to sleep. Your, your body's designed to take blood flow away from it and, and you can't use your logical reasoning at that point. My point being that most of what you do, most of the decisions you make are going to be what we call unconscious decisions. If you're not getting good results right now, the decisions your unconscious make are not beneficial decisions. So what we want to do is we want to train the unconscious to do things differently. And that's the power that we have with the conscious mind. It, it's, it, it may not 
do things most of the time, but it has the ability to understand or realize what kind of output we're generating as people, and then going back and retraining ourselves to create a different output. And that's what we want to do here. The other thing we look at is uh, we show you how to properly interpret your emotions and understand what you're telling, what they're telling you. You know, sometimes, and one of the things we talk about is sometimes when we're trading, we're fearful. And when we look at what we're doing, we should be fearful because we're doing something foolish. We're doing, we're taking on way too much risk or we're doing something that we shouldn't be doing. In which case that fear is going to be beneficial to us. And we don't want to try and squelch fear that's beneficial. We want to listen to it and find out if it is or not. And when you feel afraid, first determine what you're doing and say, is this something that I should be afraid of? And then if it's not something you should be afraid of, then you go in and you deal with the emotion of fear. And we have ways of doing that. That's all part of advanced personal management. We can teach you how to understand and conquer stress and fear. First, we want to determine whether our fear is appropriate, whether our stress is appropriate. If it's not appropriate, we can uh, we can go in there, we can conquer it and change it to something else. We can also talk to you about the benefits of using fear and stress to your advantage. And like I said, there are times when stress is helpful. Stress is actually re required to get into the zone, for example. And again, sometimes it stops you from doing something that's kind of foolish or you shouldn't be doing. So there are benefits to that. And we want to realize when it's good stress and good fear versus bad stress and bad fear. We uh, teach you to create the appropriate amount of confidence to maximize your results. So confidence is another thing that we need a balance of. It's good you have that confidence feeling up until the fact where we're overconfident and we're again, we're doing something foolish and we're having blind spots as Stephen was mentioning earlier and next thing you know it's, it becomes a problem for us. So we want to make sure we have the appropriate amount of confidence. And one of the things that a human being can do that a lot of people don't realize, they think their emotions just happen to them, which they don't. Emotions are habitual responses to triggers and uh, thoughts are habitual responses to triggers. But we can, what we can do is we can switch from fear to excitement to confidence instantly. And one of the things you should do is train yourself how to do that so that when you're feeling inappropriate fear or you're, or you're feeling uh, insecure or not confident, that you can switch that on demand so that you can make different choices. In advanced personal management, we talk about how human nature and biases affect the quality of your backtesting because a lot of us are relying on backtesting in order to learn, in order to decide what to do for a trade, for confidence sometimes, which isn't necessarily appropriate. But a lot of us depend on this backtesting. And your human biases and your human nature are going to create backtests that are form-fitted to the past and hide the flaws in a strategy because you go in with an objective and then your, your mind will always meet that objective, even though if in reality you haven't met it. And we want to make sure we, we are aware of the biases that we have so we're not creating back tests that are not realistic when it comes to bringing them forward into the live markets. We go over the process of deleting, distorting, and generalization that everybody goes through in order to make sense of information and how doing so affects your learning and your progress as a trader. We talk about our circles of self-deception. In other words, we deceive ourselves in both directions, creating the perfect strategy and back tester and then expecting it to move forward when it has, actually has no chance of doing so. And then we have the other circle of self-deception where you think you're doing terrible or you made a wrong choice because something didn't go as well as you would expected it to go. And then that just creates more and more problems for you. So we have circles in both directions and we wanna make sure that we're aware of them. 
we, we go over the three primary reasons you're not performing as well as your own or somebody else's back testing. So we do have a big, big section on how to properly back test, both from a uh, educational standpoint and trying to, and also understanding the real results you're going to get from a trading strategy. We talk about how to tell if you're actually going to be able to trade a strategy. A lot of times, a strategy will work in back testing. In other words, you'll you'll go you'll back test it, and the results will come out fine. But when you but you find when you live trade it that there's no way that you're mentally able to follow it because you're taking on too much delta for too long a period of time, right? So, you know, if you're in a strategy and you're sitting near your maximum loss at the maximum delta of the strategy for two weeks, you might be able to do that in a back test and you go through that in 30 seconds and, oh, hey, look, I won. And then, you know, you get into that situation in real life and you find you're not able to hold that position. So you may have the perfect rules, but you but you're not going to be able to follow it. So you want to make sure that you can um, that you can follow the strategy that you're intending to follow. Uh, we talk about how to increase learning speed because if you can, if you can increase your learning speed, you can get to where you want to be a lot faster. Talk about appropriate motions versus useful motions. So sometimes you might lose a trade, and it might feel appropriate to have a certain emotion about that, but at the same time, it may not be a very useful emotion. So we must realize and we talk about how appropriate emotions aren't always useful and how to, to reveal when that's the case. And then we get into advanced position management. Now, advanced position management, it's not for a beginner, okay? The, demo the demonstrations we do in the program, they're done with the M3, the Bearish Butterfly, and the Rock Trade, and the M21. If you are familiar with those strategies, you're going to get the most benefit out of that. And I absolutely recommend the program. If you're not familiar with those strategies, but you, you're capable of understanding basic complex options, spreads and adjustments, stuff like that, you're going to get, you'll still get a very large amount out of the situation. So, you know, if you're trading a different type of strategy, like, I don't know, a Rhino or, you know, any of the other commercial strategies that happen to be out there, then uh, you're going to get a ton out of this because you'll, you'll understand what we're talking about. If you have no idea what a, a vertical spread is, then you're probably not going to get much out of it. In other words, it'll just be confusing for you. But if you are going to trade, like Stephen was saying earlier, he didn't know a whole lot about what we were doing, but he knew enough to uh, just get the general concepts down. One of the things you have to realize is the concepts in the advanced position management apply to every type of complex options strategy. So if you're that type of trader, then you'll do fine with the program. If you have, yeah, I think that I think that's important for people to recognize, John. Is it, no matter what system you're trading, if it's some style of campaign, all of these learnings can apply. You know, it's not just like you develop this to only fit with your programs. This is universal stuff here. So, you know, even if you don't have any John's trade programs, this stuff is still completely applicable. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, they are c completely applicable. So we want to make to understand that because what we're talking about here is we're talking about advanced M3 trading strategies, yes, but we're also talking about understanding the dynamic of income trading principles. And these principles apply to every rule set. They're universal across complex options markets, so we want to make sure we do that. The other thing is uh, we talk about the true logic behind the M3 guidelines, configurations, and concepts. Remember, I, I, I've said this many, many times. The M3 was never necessarily intended to be a trading strategy that you were going to trade the same way every single month and hope that you win. It was a trading strategy put together that had a lot of learnings in it to help you understand why certain things react to the way they do. 
and we really dig deep into the logic behind all the different types of adjustments that you could make and different configurations you could have and when they're going to do well, when they're going to do poorly and that type of thing. So that's, that's going to be effective and can be applied to any of this type of strategy. You're going to learn more effective adjustment strategies and ways of increasing profit targets by more than 50% with the same planned capital. You know, a lot of these trading strategies that we do are very inefficient from, a, inefficient from a capital level. In other words, we have a lot more money in than we really need to for them to perform uh, really well and get the same dollar value in return. So we can do things like that. You know, either getting more money out of the money that we have or reducing the amount of cash we have in the market and getting the same amount of money back. So our objective here is gain a deep understanding of how trades react based on the types, types of positions they are rather than wondering when a trade will do well or do poorly. One of the things that people see me do in my live events is somebody will bring up a trading strategy and I may have never actually traded it live before and I may have never actually backtested it before, but I have a deep enough understanding of the concepts behind the options market and what different types of configurations are going to do that I can tell them when that trade's going to win and when it's going to lose without doing any of that stuff and how good of a strategy it is. And I can tell you what the dangers in the strategy are. And uh, I've, uh, have, uh, Stephen, I've done this over and over again, right? Yeah, it's, it's kind of one of those, some people think it's a parlor trick, right? Like how could you never have seen a trade, back tested it, and be able to tell, determine the strengths and weaknesses? And I can tell you at the, what is it, four or five live events you've you've done, John does yeah. it every single time, and it really kind of weaves together his thought process, and you start to kind of see the canvas that he sees, but it is quite amazing because a lot of people like to try to cha challenge John and say, well, you, you don't know where this thing's going to lose, and five minutes later, he shows you exactly where it's going to lose, <laughs> and then he can probably pull the month or the period from some year in the past as to when that happened, so try as yeah. they might. They, they don't really stump John, but it really speaks to his ability to quickly look at a trade and its configurations and be able to identify when it's going to win and lose. And, and, and I'm not special in that way. Anybody can do it. I'm just well-practiced, and I'm, I understand the concepts so well that you just know when things are going to do well and when they're not. Where you have some people focusing on whether they should be adjusting at 45 or 50 delta, I'm not looking at that. I'm looking at the underlying concept of what's going on and looking at it from a much higher level. So uh, this is what I this is what we want everybody to be able to do, so that they can they can do that and they can stop wasting their time. All right. So so that's one of the things that are our objectives in the course here. The other one is to understand how to properly read and interpret your T plus zero line to understand what your actual position's risk is. Understand that imply that uh, analytical models, they run off of mathematical calculations that are basically just guesstimates of what implied volatility is going to do when the market moves. And sometimes it's they're fairly close, sometimes they're not, but that T plus zero line is going to change depending on a lot of different factors. And you don't want to be in a situation where you don't think the market, you're going to get an up move and you don't think you're going to lose any money and you find out that, oh no, I'm going to lose a lot of money uh, when it actually happens. So uh, understanding your risk is, is really, a really, really good thing. The other thing we look at is small position management, incremental adjustments, and why everybody should practice them. One of the things you might realize is if you have a position that has 100 butterflies on it, it's easier to, it's easy to make very small adjustments to it. You can do a vertical with one vertical on 100 butterflies, right? It makes a very small adjustment. But if you have a single butterfly, you can't do that anymore. 
you do one vertical, that's moving half the options in the position. So that means if you want to make the same type of, or percentage of delta shifts in the position, then you need to do something else. And there's a lot of other things that you can do. And a lot of people, and if, by learning those other things, it also helps you understand how to manage your bigger positions in a better way. It just brings out a lot of insights. So, uh, so that is something that's very important. And we also talk about how to maintain the safest possible position when you're adjusting. So, like for example, you know, sometimes you want to roll a butterfly or you want to make a certain adjustment, and in the process of that adjustment, it's creating a huge delta shift, and then in backtester you can you can buy and sell three different options at the same time where in live trading you can't do that you have to do one at a time and you have to start taking on some delta risk well there's ways around that that we can minimize the delta shift and so forth so we want it so that we can adjust in a safe position also how to alter your adjustment strategy based on market opinion so there's a lot of different things you have the direction of price movement you have the speed of price movement you have the implied volatility shift and depending on what those are expected to be with any given move, a different adjustment strategies are going to be different. I think we may have talked about this earlier. Without context, no, no adjustment is better than the other. I'm often asked, well, isn't it better to do this or isn't it better to do that? And I say, well, no one adjustment is ever better than another if you have no context. Because, because if you do the same thing all the time, Sometimes it's going to be the best thing to do. Sometimes it's not going to be the best thing to do. Sometimes it's going to be the worst thing to do. But if you have an idea of context and you understand the type of adjustment you're doing, then you can apply the right adjustments at the right time. I teach you how to understand and adjust very complex options positions. So a lot of people kind of get freaked out if they're not in a butterfly or in a straight broken wing butterfly or a straight condor. The reality is that you can put options all over the place. You don't have to be in a recognizable options configuration. And that's nothing to be afraid of. And you can trade out of it and, and do everything. As a matter of fact, sometimes it's easier to trade out of a position where the options are all over the place than it is to take on a lot of delta shift from just doing a bunch of butterflies on a call. So just to get comfortable with those positions is very important. And we also talk about maximizing results with better exit criteria. Most people only use for exit criteria, profit target, max loss, or date. There's many, many other reasons why you might want to enter a trade. Also, when we talk about profit targets, sometimes there's no reason to have a profit target on a trade. In other words, you can really go for it and make a lot of money because the trade is positioned a certain way where it's very safe against very large price movements. Other times, you might want to get out of the trade when it when it's break-even or maybe slightly down or just slightly up. And again, that's looking at uh, other factors other than purely profit and loss on whether you should be in the trade or not. We talk about proper backtesting and utilizing the five stages of backtesting. So there's multiple reasons for backtests. And one of the things that we talk about is uh, knowing the purpose of your backtest and then doing backtests that have different types of purposes in them so you have different learnings each time. Uh, also, dealing with overnight gaps, large moves, and catastrophic situations is, a, is something that we do deal, deal with, especially this year and the last couple of years. To know and understand how to properly deal with that is critical. And speaking of critical, we have the critical elements of a trade plans with, uh, with trade plan examples. So we actually show you more detailed trade plans than we might have in like an M3 program, for example. And we talk about what the critical elements of them are and maybe some of the things that maybe aren't so critical that a lot of people think are and sometimes at the to their own detriment. 
and then also we get into trading journals and psychology journals and what are the critical items to record as well as what not to record because one of the problems people have with trade journals and so forth is that they record too much information making them essentially useless and uh, and we don't want to do that we only want to make sure we want to make sure we focus on what's important and then you know finally we we talk about the importance of trade debriefs in the cycle of success if nothing else if nothing else you want to be able to understand how to evaluate what you're doing because you can start off with the worst strategy in the world. If you evaluate that strategy properly and you gradually change that strategy in a way that continually makes it better, I can guarantee you in two years you're going to have what is the perfect strategy for you. But if you're not doing that or you're doing the opposite and you're taking the wrong lessons away from the trades, then you're just not going to make any progress. In fact, there's a lot of times I see people that are actually moving backwards. So this is critical. The importance of trade debris and the cycle of success, we show you how to do that. We also talk about trade execution, which is a big thing. It's very different executing live than it is on an option view, right? So we want to make sure we're, we're getting uh, a good trade execution and we know what we're doing with trade execution. So we talk about determining what you should pay for positions based on value also rather than the posted mid price at any given time. You know, we see the trades that bid prices are fluctuating all over the place. You know, what do we price it at? And that's, uh, that's what that's for. Also uh, timing adjustments for better execution and returns. Most people they wait until, the, until they're in trouble and then they try to force an adjustment. That is not the best way to get good execution. As a matter of fact you get terrible execution that way. So we talk about how to, how to do that so that you can get better returns. And of course, we talked earlier, combining M3 Rock and Bearish Butterfly, that's the way they were designed. They were designed to be combined. So we show you how to do that in the most effective way and also how to gradually morph between the positions. So rather than having a Bearish Butterfly on today and having an M3 on tomorrow and then having a Rock trade on the next day, or a Rock position on the next day, we are showing you how to do that a lot more gradually. and that way you don't have such a drastic position change because a lot of times you know sometimes you do want a drastic position change because we've got a drastic change in the market but a lot of times you're kind of starting to get a gradual change and you want to do that more gradually and we show you how to do that there so that is good explanation of the advanced position management there are so many benefits in this program and I can solidly say that when I go back and I talk to the traders who have become successful, there are so many of them say that this program made probably the biggest difference that they've had in their trading and was responsible for their progress as a trader. Yeah, so I don't, I, I don't think there's any trader out there that's ever gone through this program with intention and not come out with something positive. I mean, right, you know, there's right. so much quality content to get it all. It's probably going to, you know, it's you got to go through it at least twice maybe three times but even if you walked away with one skill on how to redirect your emotions and learned how to morph between an m3 and a bearish butterfly you've paid for the program i mean just that alone absolutely absolutely and and, and the reality reality is you'll know so much more and you know i i just went over this program again keep in mind i wrote the program i practice the program. I taught the program in a two-day seminar. I went over this program again and I'm blown away by what's in the program.
Yeah, there's always something to learn, right? I mean, it's it's not this one and done thing. It's it's where it's this constant resource that pays for itself over and over again because there's so many. Even with the the market is so different than it was in 2015, right? But these principles stand the test of time. The program has the potential to really change somebody's trading and change somebody's life. I think this is the one. It's the if you had to absolutely choose one. I mean, they're all really good in their own way. But if you had to choose one, this is the one I would tell people to buy. Well, especially if they're trading the M3. Right. Well, yeah, that's true, especially yeah. if you're trading those things. Because, you know, the morphing and the flipping between and learning the capital control, it's huge. Yeah. Now, let me show you how to take advantage of this incredible offer. So you just go to lockinyoursuccess.com. That's L-O-C-K-E, inyoursuccess.com. You click on the trading courses and you scroll down to trading performance courses, go to advanced personal and position management. This will bring you to the APM squared page. And from there you just scroll down and there's a whole lot more information by the way on APM squared. We have pictures of the, of the seminar and you come down here and it shows you your special pricing. Now, if you're not a member, not a big deal. Just sign up for our free basic membership and you can get a $100 discount. If you are a Go or Pro member, then programmers are getting, like I said, the $300 discount. And in order to get that, you just click here. And you enter your membership information and you submit it. If you're a Go member, the same, same process. You hit that and that'll take you in where you can sign into your membership. Alternatively, you could also go to your member dashboard. Simply sign in. Go to, let's say you're a pro member. You just go to pro members. You scroll down to discounts. This is where all your pro member discounts are located. Click on that. And that's going to show you right here, $300 off the 8 p.m. squared course through August 3rd. And you click the buy now button and you put in your promo code and you will get the special discount. Now this promo code will only work for our pro members. We know who you are. <laughs> and of course, if you're a Go member, you go to the Go member dashboard and same thing, discounts for our Go members, and that'll have the buy now button right up at the top. So those are the different ways that you can get involved. I'd also like to mention that both our Go and Pro memberships, as well as our Market Outlook and Trading Performance memberships are now open. If you're not yet a member, you can come in, you can join, you can get this discount on this wonderful, wonderful Trading Performance program. All right, I hope you take advantage of this fantastic offer. And either way, trade well, and I look forward to hearing of your success.